Welcome to the Short Funk Podcast. I'm Tom Barbelay. One thing that I haven't been able to talk about associated with Brexit is the role of the financial institutions in this circumstance. While I'm disgusted with the media, I'm also really heavily disgusted with the financial institutions that ultimately enacted, well, firstly threatened, but then enacted swift revenge on the UK following the Brexit vote. Many of these institutions had actually gotten off really, really easily, both in the UK and also through the EU. The financial manipulation that occurred in Europe a few years ago, really onto this day through various austerity measures, indicates quite strongly that there needs to be an additional view of independence here. I mean, I think what's curious is if there was any analysis, if there was any representation associated with the criminality that occurred and the austerity that followed. This ultimately would be something that would probably have strengthened the EU vote. I mean, this is if you take the fact that racist, ignorant bastards are the only folk that voted to leave the EU and kind of move that aside as just being playful misinformation. An interesting narrative, which I'd been wanting to hear through this entire Brexit discussion, came a day afterwards on a television program called Democracy Now! I was able to watch, where the leave left, the folks that took the criminality of the way the EU operated, in particular that it was the boss's company, you know, the EU was run by the bosses to institute austerity, to you know, create these strange financial crises associated with manipulation where politicians and criminal individuals, particularly those represented in banks, they had nothing to, uh, nothing to declare. But large populations had to suffer under austerity measures. I mean, if there'd been any analysis associated with this, then maybe there might have been a different vote or there might have been something that had changed with a percentage of the population. I mean, if you look at the Labour leader and the history of his views, people say quite rightly so that he had very little to say through this whole Brexit time because fundamentally his views were that the austerity and the various other things, I mean, if I can talk candidly, I don't know the man's views, don't have a particularly high view of the man, but at least this was a political concern which was never explicitly talked about leading into the Brexit vote. So what you have instead is a media on both sides that would rather satire and rather would promote very strange, dubious, right-wing, isolationist, racist views versus critical analysis of the EU in such a way that a majority of folk that I talked to that were interested in leaving the EU, these were their concerns that the EU as it existed currently was basically the worst aspect of neoliberal, which is basically a form of conservatism. Anyway, neoliberal globalism, which we all have to suffer under. Where can you have critical analysis associated with these particular things? So for the banksters, they got theirs and they got theirs twice. And I think this is interesting and a point of analysis that no one really talked about in the media. Why is it acceptable for threats to be made against a country and based on a vote, threats to be carried out? It's this kind of punitive financial damage, just really what these institutions are about. And ultimately, doesn't that just validate a perspective associated with the EU that they're just bullies and ultimately behave in outlandish and disgusting fashions? I don't know. 
I didn't really hear this analysis. It was kind of missing in the media, but it was something that I had to ponder as I watched what went on. Tom Barbelay in San Jose, signing out.